Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vin Oker Show. Here's Dr. Lee. Hi, and welcome to the show, Health from the Outside In. Uh, my next guest, Dr. Jennifer Dietrich, is, has a PhD in biochemistry and biophysics. And she is actually here to talk about cosmetics and how dangerous they are. Um, so welcome, Dr. Dietrich. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, well, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. So how did you, um, get into this? You, um, you have your own line now, don't you? Yes, uh, my own skincare and cosmetics line, yes. Right. So, well, first of all, let's talk about the FDA. They do have some authority over cosmetics, yes? They do. Uh, it's very limited. It's similar to what there is with, like, vitamin supplements. Oh, okay. Uh, there aren't really, like, many regulations. Uh, there are, they have a lot of regulations about what you put on your label, uh-huh. <laughs> not so much about what you put in your product. Oh, I see. But um, it has to, the cosmetics have to adhere, you hope, to the same kind of good manufacturing um, practices so that they, you know, don't have, like, bacteria or things like that in it? Sure, that's pretty routine. You know, if you're formulating, you want to make sure that that you're doing so in an aseptic manner. The problem isn't, you know, bacterial contamination. It's actual just toxic Chemicals. chemical components. Right. right, but is there, you know, and we'll talk about some of these chemicals that are supposedly dangerous, but are they are these chemicals that are already kind of banned from the FDA or they have such small, you know, people talk about parts per million. I mean, there's always this argument with like apple juice and arsenic and should they lower it because some of these things are naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, compounds or chemicals. So is that what the issue is, that some of these are on a list and they're harmful, but they feel that they're in such tiny doses? Well, it's sort of two-pronged. That is, yes, there is some of that happening. Um, what they're overlooking with that particular thing is that the average person uses about 20 products a day. Um, mm-hmm. And over the course of, you know, your lifetime, because from birth you're being slathered in products, right? Right. Um, so those tend to build up. Uh, you know, some of them have long-term sort of cumulative effects. Um, some don't. Some are more immediate. Um, the other problem, too, is that, no, they're, they're not banned. There are several chemicals that are completely banned, you know, to, in the EU. Nobody can formulate with them. But we can formulate with them all we want here. Hmm. Um, the FDA, I think, has banned maybe 12 compounds, um, whereas overseas it's more like 1,200. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Interesting. So tell yeah. tell me tell us a little bit. I mean, you know, you have a PhD in biochemistry. How you got involved with this? And, um, it was and totally an accident. Some. I swear. <laughs> I was a uh, I when I was working, I was as a postdoc. I was building a flow cytometer, a single molecule flow cytometer, which is the coolest thing in the world, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> explain that to people what it does. <laughs> it's it's a, an instrument doctors use to sort of. In this particular case, we were working on an early detection leukemia assay. Right. Uh, so I was sitting there, and, and the experiment runs for 10 hours, and the machine is really touchy, so I have to be there the whole time to kind of make sure everything's going the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was doing what any good postdoc would do, just screwing around on the Internet, and I accidentally <laughs> found uh, the EWG, the Environmental Working Group's uh, website, 
called Skin Deep. And it was this entire website devoted to explaining how there's no FDA regulation on the market. And as a result, there you know, are a lot of nasty things in your product. So I'm like, I was, I was really intrigued. I was, you know, I've been using expensive products my whole life. They have a database. You can look up your product, and they'll mm-hmm. give it a hazard rating. So I looked up the ones I was using, and they got 7 and 8 out of 10 on the hazard scale. Wow. So I had a little nervous breakdown. <laughs> and then when I was done with that, I went home and threw my entire bathroom away and was like, well, this is just emulsion chemistry. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> so, huh, so I just started making things for me because I had nothing. And then it just kind of, you know, blew up from there. Huh. So ta- let's talk about some of the um, products on the list uh, that are dangerous, uh, that are still commonly in cosmetics. And truthfully, you know, you look at a lipstick container, right? It's so tiny, the label on a lipstick container. <laughs> you need a microscope yes. to read, and the words are so big. Like, how well, can they, they don't even make you put it on the container. Like, they, really? they say you can just put it on the box. So once you've thrown the box away, you have no idea what's in it. Right. Well, if you buy cheap lipstick, they don't come in boxes. <laughs> so is that is that true? The uh, the cheaper the product, the be- the worse it is, or even no. the most expensive products. Oh no! I was doing a, an event at some really fancy day spa, and they set me up next to the La Mer counter. So naturally, oh. I did what what any scientist would do and started reading labels. And uh, I pulled out like one of the. It was like twelve hundred dollars for this like three ounce jar of something. <laughs> and um, I, I have my like dirty baker's dozen list of like the worst chemicals in products, and there were five of them in that in creme de la mer for twelve hundred dollars. Wow! Wow! So, no, there's there's very little difference. Um, okay, well that makes me feel better. But uh, <laughs> that my my cheap uh, drugstore lipstick is probably just as bad as Chanel. Um, or Chanel's just as bad as that. Yep. So tell us what the dirty dozen are and the problems with them. Um, well, secretly, I really have a dirty 30, but okay. um, that was a lot for time. people to digest. We'd have to, so I, right. <laughs> We'd have to do a uh, so whole show. My, oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but no, so I made this card uh, because I, you know, I was trying to figure out a way to teach people to read their labels on their products without having a chemistry degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just made this handy little card that you can stick in your wallet, and you know I tell people just pull it out and check the label, and if none of those ingredients are in your product, you're doing okay. And so, so is the card on your website for your products? Is that where people can find it? Uh, yes, it's there. Um, we have a, actually a hard copy too. I've mailed them to people. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I have a million ways I can get you a copy of this card. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, so the the ones I put on there are kind of the ones that you see the most often, and the ones that are the nastiest. Okay. Um, not all of them are hideously bad right away, um, but some of them can be quite irritating. So you know, oh. if you've ever used a product and then suddenly just you know exploded right. in hives or had some crazy rash or something, some of that is due to some of these chemicals. Okay. So name a, a few. We probably only have two minutes now. Okay, talc is the absolute worst, and the one that's in the media the most right now. Uh-huh. Um, talc is in everything, every powder, every eye, well, not mine, but, uh, powders, eyeshadows, blushes, you know, you, you, just about everything. Uh, they use it in barber shops. It's in baby powder. Right. Uh, it does two things. There's a very strong ovarian cancer link for women, and mm-hmm. it also mimics the action of asbestos in the lungs. Huh. So you get that whole clown lung thing is actually true. <laughs> wow. Um, and, you know, but that, it, you know, the, the problems from the asbestos-like properties happen over time. So, you know, cumulative exposure. But think about it 
you know, those, yeah, you for us women, how often work. do we put face powder on? Right, exactly. That's how you set your makeup with some powder. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so as you, you know, if you're breathing during that time, then you're inhaling these talc particles. And so if you do that for 20, 30 years, you're going to find it hard to breathe. Hmm. Okay, what's the next? Um, another really common one is SLS. Uh, it's a surfactant, so it's a foaming agent. It's in your, you know, anything, face washes, uh, body wash, shampoo, anything that foams. Um, and it's a fairly strong irritant. Uh, so, you know, like I was saying, some of those immediate reactions that you see, some of that could be from SLS. Um, SLS is also a penetrant, which means it, it basically allows entry of other substances more easily into the skin cell. So if you do have toxic components, adding an SLS or some other penetrant basically is just opening the door wide to your bloodstream. Wow. So, you know. S, it, and you're saying S like Sam, SLS? Oh, yes. Sodium, uh, well, it has, it's, if you see stuff that says sulfate-free, um, okay. that's usually what they're referring to as SLS-free. But it's uh, sodium or ammonium lauryl sulfate are the okay. words. All right. Well, <laughs> we don't really have that much time to go through them. <laughs> but um, your website, tell me quickly so people can go um, on to colorsthatgoboom.com. Oh, okay. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on again, Dr. Dietrich. Oh, yeah, anytime. Um, very interesting. This is the Dr. Levin Oker Show. It's Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health and stay well. <laughs> 